Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me again today. As I'm writing this, I've just dropped my younger child off for an almost three-week service trip that's literally on the other side of the globe, which is one of the reasons I chose today's topic, daring yourself to do something. I can tell you without a doubt, at age 17, I was nowhere near daring enough to do something like this. At 51, it sounds amazing, but my perspective is completely different now than it was when I was 17. From the parent perspective, this is a little harder than all of the years my older child went away to Interlaken, Michigan, not Sweden or Switzerland, for three weeks of camp, or to college for that matter. Although the duration of all of those trips was longer than this one, I knew I would never be more than a few days without some sort of interaction, as long as I was persistent anyway. But knowing you're going to have pretty close to no contact at all with one of your children for three weeks, it's a different story. And I should mention, that's the case here. The trip leaders confiscate all devices upon arrival at JFK, and they don't get returned until the trip is over, not even for the 20-hour-long flights. The trip leaders all have parent contacts and stuff in case anything were to come up, but for the students, the point is to be unplugged and connect with each other in the work. So anyway, all of this brings me to the topic for today, the importance of occasionally daring yourself to do something and accepting that dare. As a rigid, risk-averse person myself, this is one that doesn't come naturally to me. I'm not naturally adventurous. I don't like embarking on unknown territory. And since that's my MO, I'm sure you can imagine that doing daring things isn't a common, spontaneous occurrence for me. I have done daring things for sure, but I'm not the kind of person who's out there looking for excitement and adventure just for adventure's sake. Every now and then I stumble upon it, and the rest of the time it's something I actively work on. Because here's the thing, if you don't occasionally dare yourself to do something, especially if you're risk or change averse, your life can become really small. What does a dare mean? Well, really, whatever you decide it means. As a generality, we can mean it for anything that you choose to do that sounds either a little out of your usual or scary or like a stretch goal, things like that with one giant caveat. It has to be something that's in alignment with your general sense of self and life goals. Something that you want to do because the long-term outcome you expect to gain is something good. Any internet challenge would be the opposite of the kind of dare we're talking about. Yes, they're scary and out of the norm for you, but we can all agree nothing good comes of any of those, certainly not any personal growth. First things first, I want everyone listening to pause for a moment and give themselves credit for every dare they dared themselves to do and completed. For a lot of you, a few big ones would be declaring a pre-med degree in undergrad, taking the MCAT, applying to medical school, completing medical school, taking an academic job. And for those of you listening who are in different professions, I'm certain you can draw some parallels to your own career. Of course, for some of you, the things I just listed might not have been all that daring. If you were raised in an environment where the expectation was that you were definitely going to be a doctor and you worked steadily toward that with blinders on and never considered anything else, these are still phenomenal accomplishments, no question about that, but maybe not so daring if it was what you always planned to do and expected of yourself, right? What are some things that hold you back from giving yourself a dare? Probably things like 
thinking you can't do it yet because you need to do more research and figure out what the process will be like or clarify for yourself what you hope to gain from it. Analysis paralysis, right? I almost fell prey to this one recently. Not about a work thing. I was just thinking I might want to hire a personal trainer again. I worked with a trainer for almost a decade and really liked it, but things kind of fizzled out with COVID and stuff, and now he has a different career. So it was rolling around in my head for a while, but I was telling myself I wasn't ready to do it yet because I hadn't decided what I wanted it to look like or whether I had any specific goals I wanted to achieve, etc., etc. I happened to have a moment of clarity where I realized those were just excuses causing me to procrastinate. So I texted my old trainer for a recommendation, and within a few days, I was having a conversation with a new trainer. It didn't matter that I hadn't solidified my needs or goals yet. In fact, being a little bit hazy about those details allowed for a better conversation about what this trainer offers. I think I may have gotten a better understanding of how she usually operates than if I had had a detailed agenda of my own from the get-go. Or how about this? Worrying that you might not like either A, the process, or B, the outcome. For example, if someone was thinking about pursuing an academic leadership position and that required a master's that they didn't already have, like an MBA or an MPH, they might hold back because they think getting that master's sounds painful. In other words, they won't like the process. Or they might hold back because they fear they'd put in all that work and then not actually like the leadership role itself after all, once they achieved it. Which is what I mean about worrying that you won't like the outcome. You might even have had an experience already where one or both of those things happened, and now it seems like that experience is useful data to your brain. See, look what happens when we try new things. The problem being, of course, is that one experience that seemed to turn out this way might not have any relevance at all to the things you're considering in the future. It might, but it also might not. How about this one? Fear of failure. Big one, right? We don't like being bad at things. We don't like trying to do something and failing or falling short the first time or the first seven times or the first dozen times. It feels uncomfortable. It might even be tied to some thoughts like, so-and-so will think less of me if I fail at this. Or, if I go for this thing and I don't succeed, everyone will know and I'll be humiliated. Because obviously, no one else who works in your field has ever had to try more than once for anything, right? Like most things, the first step in combating the reticence is to find out what you're afraid of feeling and why. That is, what thoughts are you thinking about what this means for you and why is that a problem? Sometimes it's as easy as just saying it out loud or writing it out and then realizing that your reason is a little bit silly. Once you know what you're thinking and making things mean, you can also look at the construct of the dare and see if there's an opportunity to modify it and make sure it's entirely within your control. For example, you can't dare yourself to get promoted to full professor because you are not the entire committee on academic rank and tenure and you do not fully control their decisions. But you can dare yourself to tell your chair or whoever handles these types of things in your department that you're ready to be considered for promotion this year. See the difference? The second one is entirely in your control. Even better, there's no failure option other than just not taking yourself up on the dare at all. Personally, I think that dares that are constructed like this one are a great place to start. Even for ones where it's all in your control, but there is a possibility for failure of some sort, your construction of the dare makes a big difference. 
Back in around 2018 or 19, I think it was, I think it was 2019, I dared myself to try and get board certified in clinical informatics before the window for being grandfathered in closed. I can't remember exactly what year that window was set to close. I want to say it was 2020 or 2021, but I've never gone back to check whether they adjusted it once COVID hit. Anyway, the idea was that for folks like me who had done training in health informatics and had working experience that could be verified as meeting their requirements, you could get board certified if you were able to pass the board exam. Whereas after the window closed, completing a fellowship in clinical informatics would also be required. And although I had been doing the work for years and had completed physician builder certification and was regularly using those skills, passing a board exam was a different story. There's a ton of content I'd have to learn that was completely foreign to me. Two quick things to point out. First, the dare to myself was prep for and take the exam. It wasn't to pass the exam, though that certainly was the hope. Prepping for and taking an exam are things I can control. It's a bit of a gray area to say I can control whether I pass or not. You could argue that I do control that in terms of how much prep I do, etc. But I have no control over the exact content that will show up on the exam the day I take it, or what percentage of correct answers is considered to be a passing score, or even my access to some of the information I'd need to learn. Regardless, prepping for and taking the exam were very good things to dare myself because for me personally, I know that if I sign up for something like this, I'm not going to blow it off. I don't need to put the stipulation of passing into the dare because it's not my nature to do anything other than try my hardest to pass. This construction might not work for everyone. It's a good idea to know things like this about yourself. The second thing I wanted to point out about this is that I considered it a dare rather than a stretch goal, meaning a goal that seems like a stretch to be able to reach it. Is there really a difference? Eh, that's up to you. I'd call this a dare because it wasn't necessarily something that I was steadily working toward or a goal that was highly desired or even something that was a mandatory requisite for my current or planned career trajectory. It was in line with those things, but separate. And it definitely felt scary. So it's semantics. It doesn't really matter. Just decide what works for you. Well, I completed that dare. I prepped for a good few months and I took that exam. I did pass, but remember, passing was not part of my dare. That was just icing on the cake. I was fully prepared to get a failing score, and if that did happen, I still completed my dare, which is amazing. And I'd have new information on what to do differently if I decided to try again. I'm sure you've heard the saying, you're either succeeding or you're learning, or if you're not winning, then you're learning. Having that sort of mindset is a lot less defeatist than framing things as failures and then allowing all of the thoughts you have about failures to creep in and influence your future actions. So this is another episode where I'm giving you homework. Your homework for this week is to pick something and give yourself a dare to do it. You might even decide to build yourself a plan of dare of the week every week. And if you want some help figuring out how to make those things happen, come visit me at whitecoatlifecoach.com and schedule your free consult. Thanks for joining me again today. I will see you back next time.
Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.